Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and Charlotte and I are back from Dragon Con, which was over Labor Day weekend, and we are exhausted. <laughs> We're so tired. We're so tired. <laughs> I, I am so tired. I'm like, how is this? What is going to happen to me after celebration? Because we were only at Dragon Con really for two and a half days. And Charlotte and I, since we're from Atlanta, we stay at family members' house downtown and we take Dragon Con like very slowly. And this like killed us. So like I don't know what's gonna happen at celebration when like we're it's five days of just straight celebration all day. We're gonna day. die, but it, it'll be a good death. Yeah, I mean like one <laughs> way to go, but <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But Dragon Con was great. I just want to say a huge shout out to all the people that came up to us and said hi. It was amazing, especially Kyle and Courtney. You guys were so great. It was so awesome to meet you. Yeah, it was amazing. We actually ran into Courtney um, like five seconds after we picked up our badges. Actually, we were just like walking down the hallway after we got our badges. And she's like, oh my God, Caitlin and Charlotte, I know you guys. And we we're like, oh. And when she told us her name and everything, we we're like, oh my God, it's Courtney. And we've, Courtney, we've emailed a couple of times with Courtney and she's great. Um, she's from Georgia too. So it's always nice to, to, uh, make friends with people who are from the same area as we are. And Kyle was at our panel, and so was Courtney. And um, if you guys don't know, Charlotte and I did a panel with the guys from um, the Star Wars Report, uh, Riley and Bethany Blanton, and then um, the guys from Star Wars Explained, so Molly and Alex. And we, it was all about Episode Nine speculation, and it was a lot of fun. Um, honestly, Charlotte and I were both a little nervous about it because, as you know, some of the views that we hold can be a little contentious with people as far as like Ben Demption or Raylo. And honestly, we were really nervous before this panel. Um, but I don't think it could have gone any better. Honestly, it was so much fun. It was great. It was great. It was a thank you so much to our awesome panelists. It mm-hmm. was an awesome panel. And this was our first time in the Dragon Con track room. We had done a panel last year, but it was in a much bigger room. And it was kind of separate from the Star Wars track room, which is kind of special. Mm-hmm. And it felt really cool to actually do that. And yeah. I'm really grateful for that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as some of you probably know, um, the like the brainchild for Sky Talkers kind of the seed was planted at our very first Dragon Con three years ago. So now, and I, I know we said this last year, but to have been on a panel last year was really special. And now to be on a panel actually in the Star Wars room, like Charlotte said, was was really great. It's like everything comes full circle. And it was just, it was, Dragon Con is so much fun, guys. If you've never been, highly, highly recommend. Yes, definitely. And I know you guys are here to listen to the panel audio. So without further ado, here's the audio. And I apologize. This is from my tiny little microphone. <laughs> I did my the best I could. I'm sorry. Godspeed, okay. listeners. Godspeed. Godspeed. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Saturday Night of Dragon Con. So... None of these guys really know what I'm about to do because I told them the plan and then I changed the plan like three seconds ago. Oh, I'm going to ask you guys before I introduce them. Pray I don't talk for further. Yes, again. (laughs) (laughs) Hands up who absolutely loved The Last Jedi. (laughs) Hands up who's more like. (laughs) 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 (laugh
Hands up for who absolutely loved The Force Awakens.
So what we know of the basics of this movie so far is that it's coming out in December of next year. I'm excited. I wish it was sooner. Uh, and principal photography did begin recently with J.J. Abrams replacing Colin Trevorrow as the director. This will be John Williams' last Star Wars film. Aww. Yeah. Can we cry? Yes. Yes. I, yes. I, I, I was really bummed when I was putting together this panel. I was like, oh, man. We have a returning main cast, including one Mark Hamill, which should be interesting. Uh, and we'll break down into uh, all of the characters who are coming back. But we also have returning supporting cast. So Maz Kanata is back. And we'll have some variation of Lando with uh, Billy Dee Williams, as well as Billy Lord and Anthony Daniels returning to their roles. We also have these new cast members, which I'm really excited about. But first, I wanted to ask the panelists what they think about Carrie Russell, who they think she might play. What, I'm going to turn it over to you. look like you have thoughts. <laughs> God. Go. No, you have thoughts. <laughs> I think she should play a Knight of Ren. Um, I think that it would be really cool to see her. I mean, she's kind of an um, older actress, and I think it would be amazing to see that as a Knight of Ren. The, the who? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's fair. What's interesting to note is that some of these actors um, are coming who already have a previously established working relationship with J.J. Abrams. And she is one of those. I, I will note the, the role that she landed, possibly codenamed Mara, that's not for Mara Dave. So, yeah. We also have Richard Grant. I don't know about you guys, but I think he might be in the First Order. Whatever would give us that did any of you see his, like show of hands, see his Twitter post? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was this 45 seconds of him like so excited and like on the verge of tears talking about being cast in Star Wars. He basically looked like a little kid who got the toy and he's always loved. Yeah. It was adorable. It that was made him seem like almost too sweet. Now uh, like, maybe he's not yeah. first order. Or maybe right. just that excited it's adorable. Have everyone bow to this order. <laughs> <laughs> on the team. Yeah. Uh, but he has stated that he will not be playing Ron, despite some similar-looking facial features. There have been people who did overlays, and they look similar, but not Thrawn. If you're cast in a Star Wars movie, you are one of two characters. You're either Thrawn, if you're a man, or you're Ray's mom. We also have Dominic uh, Monaco. How do you say his name? Moynihan. 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 Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. That's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He's not sorry. Although that would be pretty great if he was. No, he's, no, he's in resistance. Let's technically see him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that is true. How did I not make that connection? Oh my God. <laughs> so I know him from The Lord of the Rings, and Ooh. actually, having met him here at Dragon Con, he is yep. super nice. If you ever spot him at a convention and have the chance to say hi, absolutely do so. He will tell you amazing stories. 
And this is one of those that uh, was a pretty late announcement in the process. Like they already yeah. started filming by the time they announced it, which makes me really curious. Yes, people are speculating that his role will be small, but I think his acting chops mean that he might not be. And I also think that a good bit of rewriting has taken place. So, I don't know. No. In Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> 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 a stormtrooper with a couple of lines before the weekend. So yeah. that, he could have just like a random small one. That's true. <laughs> We also have Naomi Atkins. Woo! Yeah. And she is a relative unknown, uh, so we don't really know what kind of character that she'll be playing. Uh, but there have been rumors. And, and I will say that um, there have been some leaked photos and stuff from the set, but I know that not everybody wants to like see all of the leaks, especially with plot points. So I did keep unofficial stuff off of this. But if you want to Google, Leak photos from the set. You're still in your own time. You want to look in the closet where the Christmas presents are. Yeah. 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 But, uh, what, Riley, what do you think? I was like, I, and I'm always one for more Force users. I would love, like, um, because we, we have the new generation, but Ray's really the only central new Force user that, that we can focus on on the good guy side. I would love, like, the I think I'm with Riley on this one. I would really like to see her as a Force user that has, like, they happen across her on some new planet that they're on or something, and she becomes a really great ally, and her and Ray become really good friends yes. because I would love to see Ray have some female friends. That would be awesome. And then we have Matt Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask the panelists, who here is a Doctor Who fan? Oh, no. No. I know I know. we have the other Doctor, David Tennant, who was in uh, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah, and he, I loved his character, so. Yeah. I mean, if all the doctors are just as great, then I think we're we're good to go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick on one Aaron Goins and ask you, because I know that you're totally into Doctor Who, come up here real quick for a second. What type of character do you think he'll play? I don't I think he's kind of spot on for a good guy because he's, you know, he's seen as a good guy in Doctor Who, but... I think they might surprise us and have him be in the first order. He's got the look for a first order yeah. officer. Yeah. He really does. He's got the accent. The accent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes sense for that. And also, I really like the one episode like with the Sonic screwdriver. That was a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually had another doctor in in uh, in Rebels, Tom Baker voice. Oh, yes. oh. 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 Thank wow. You. Yeah. Thank you. I was really counting on somebody on the panel knowing Doctor. I have started watching. I've watched one episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched the one with uh, Shakespeare. The, um, oh, come back to Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so lost. <laughs> He's also the He was in the Crown and yes. he also played uh, in the newest well, Terminator movie, 
which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but he was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Completely terrifying. I love, him, I love to see him in the First Order, if for no other reason to have like a really competent younger officer, so it's not just Captain Canada as the oh. only one who knows what he's yeah. doing. Or he could be friends with Puck. He's another one that needs a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like toned down Puck's a little bit, like calming arms, it's okay, it's okay, we don't still love you. Or just rile him up. I mean, I think that that would be really great. I'm all about that. Yeah. I mean, do you remember this like spittle flying bow to the first order? Like, yeah. I mean, it could be cool if Smith and Richard E. Grant are like, yeah, they're competent first order leaders and they're kind of fed up with Hux and Kylo running the show at this point, where maybe they're trying to buy for some power. Oh, that yeah. Engine nepotism in the first order. Yeah. Okay. And then a, a lady we all knew and loved. So, man, this is hard to talk about. Like, I, I still get emotional when I talk about her. But, um, so we do have news that she will play a role in the film, uh, but they will not be CGI casting her as they did with Tarkin or with the young version of Leia as we've seen. J.J. Um, Abrams did announce that uh, this was all done with Billy Lord's like oversight and blessing. So I, I have faith that whatever role she does play, I think that it will be done well. But um, yeah. I wonder what, what role do you all think she'll be playing in the next film? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think she's going to be in it much because they're just they're using footage from the Last Jedi. No, both. Both, 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 both though. They're using both. Yeah. So, I don't know how they're going to make that work. Yeah. I think it'll be limited. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be limited. I do think it'll surprise the fact that they're willing to do it at all instead of just being more creative with the writing. I mean, it's just such a horrible situation to find yourself in. And um, you have to balance the fan of Leia and Carrie with the, you know, the, the fan that we are of these films and curiosity that we have. But like, I really do think that there's a possibility that um, there's a lot of footage that we don't know about. The fact that they have it here, and it's different now. Like back in the day when like Peter Jackson releases the extended edition of Lord of the Rings, he just releases all the bonus content, all the footage. But with the new Star Wars movies, Disney has so many properties and theme parks and series. Everything is sort of a part of that ongoing fault, so it's really hard to say, you know, how much they have. I hope that they have a deleted scene or some footage of her and Kylo. Yeah, honestly, I'm just glad they told us what they were doing because to have to go through the next 18 months speculating even more than we already were before they made that announcement would have just been so hard. So, I, really, I'm just glad that they told us what they were doing. Yeah, that it would have been really yeah awkward and difficult. Uh, just question for everybody in the back. Can you all hear fairly well? Okay. Okay. Uh, a little bit of okay. So make sure you guys hug the mic. We'll get. We'll get closer. Yes. Those mics are your best friends. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like you might be right because even if we remember with Rogue One, a lot of the scenes that we saw in the trailers for Rogue One, we never really saw in the films even yeah. seemingly entire plot points. So I, I do wonder how
how much archive footage they might have that they haven't used. I mean, there's that one scene in the, I think, the first Force Awakens teaser with um, Maz handing over the Skywalker lightsaber to Leia. Yeah. Where did that come from? I have no idea, and I, I feel like that's super valuable. Like, it has to be, well, right? You know, that was a whole sequence that was shot on Takodana. Exactly. Where the entrance was much sooner into the, into the film instead of at the end of the battle. Yeah, so I feel like there's so much there I, yeah. that we don't even know about. Maybe they're going to still use that footage, but just duct tape the lightsaber back together. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also have the return of one Luke Skywalker to this film. Because, I mean, last that we saw, he wasn't all there. Unintended. So, Alex, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. What, how do you think he will reappear? The Force Ghost. I think, I mean, to maybe I don't know. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I've been saying for a while that I want all the Force Ghosts. I mean, J.J. Abrams has been yes. saying he's going to tie in all of them together. Like, give me Luke and Qui Gon and Obi Wan and Anakin and Yoda, and let's have like Force Ghost Con. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to hear me like it's about time, Luke. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> either that or a flashback. Those are kind of our options. Let's do yeah. both. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I would love to see some uh, flashbacks of him at the temple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I absolutely uh, loved his portrayal on The Last Jedi, but I had a lot of questions too, and I know a lot of Star Wars fans do. That, that's one of the fun things about being a Star Wars fan is when more material is released and we have follow-up movies and books to find out more, and I am really excited to see how they follow up with his story in this film. If we see him as a force ghost, Charlotte, who do you think he'll appear to and why? <laughs> this is so hard because I feel like at this point, I, I don't want to say this. I know that I feel like this is controversial, but I feel like Ray's story is just kind of separate from Luke now. I feel like she is completely separated from that mentor at this point, and she is kind of on her own. but. I think it would be great for Luke to appear to Kylo. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely gonna appear to Kylo. I mean, I feel like Rey has learned what she needed to from Luke as far as like making this journey on her own. Um, but I think that there still needs to be some more things said between yeah. Luke and Kylo. So I think that's gotta happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see you around, kid. I mean, I you mean, said that to Kylo. It's gonna happen. Yeah. The next night. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, and Kylo's like, stop surprising. <laughs> 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 well, and that's the thing. Regardless of how you feel about the Skywalker in the Last Jedi, like the the final act of the film is is about his failure with Rey. He fails as a mentor to Rey. That's part of the story. Now, what you feel about that? Uh, that that's a whole debate in and of itself that we can't get into here. But um, it, it's interesting. Ray's mentors, Han Solo, like the the broken, forgotten, gone dad. And so I I think it it really depends on where they go with Kylo. But I love the idea of him having almost that second chance. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Luke failed as a mentor to both of them, in a way. And I think that part of Ray's journey was helping Kylo and Luke towards their own, on their own redemptive arc, honestly. And I think that Luke's just kind of, is a little bit ahead of, ahead of Kylo's right now. And that's part of why he went to Crate to confront Kylo in the first place. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, speaking of Ray and Kylo, I mean, where's the elevator scene? That's canon. Yeah. <laughs> or the hand touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, so we have this whole sequence in The Last Jedi where they have a very contentious relationship at best. But um, they're definitely very intrigued by each other, and I think they both feel very lonely. They're both very powerful young Force users who have lost their mentor figures when the case of Kylo killed them. Um, and they reach out to each other uh, when Snoke enables them to. And so, Molly, I'm gonna pick on you for this one. Do you think there's a future for Raylo? No. <laughs> Honestly, no. I mean, personally, I think that would be awesome, but I, I Okay. I think it's going to happen. Okay, I want to hear why. There's such a connection between them, and it's not, it doesn't have to be romantic, but I think perhaps the most interesting thing about the Last Jedi was the fact that you have these two people who are two sides of the same coin. Ryan Johnson has said that. And the more you think about it, the more you understand that these two characters, like you said, um, are so unbelievably similar and they come from a place of being lonely and needing to find who they are. And both of them are going about it in totally different ways, but if they somehow meet in the middle, then that would be amazing. I can see them, I mean, I can see them like being friends. The whole Rayla thing. I, I, I think. I, can I give a little bit of ammunition? This is actually doing this. I'm giving a little bit of ammunition to the Rayla thing because a lot of it can be in the Last Jedi is very much not that sort of romantic tension. But the one scene that is really there is, is the Sherman scene. Like <laughs> that, that, that and happened. Why? You know that happened right after a you up text. <laughs> it, it was like that was the one thing I was like. Well, they're really like walking, dancing on the edge of that line a little bit. I mean, I, I think Raylo is going to continue in some form or fashion episode nine. Their connection is still there. Yeah. And the one thing that's most interesting about them, I think, is that, you know, all throughout Star Wars, we've had the, these this clashing of generations, of older and younger generations, and their lack of communication with each other. But Ray and Kylo are the first time we've had two extremely powerful Force users who are in the same generation. and that's going to make all the difference, I think, at the end of this trilogy and at the end of this saga, this nine-part saga. I, I think that at the end of The Last Jedi, when she looks at him the last time they see each other and like the falcon door closes, yeah. I think that was kind of her shutting the door yeah, literally and figuratively yeah. on him. And not to get all like, well, if you read the book and The Last Jedi novelization, it even kind of says that she like cuts it off. That doesn't mean that it, it yeah. can't come back again. It's but just a hang-up. You can call back. It's yeah, just a yeah. hang-up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I do think that their destinies are intertwined, but whether or not 
that's something that is more adversarial since she is a powerful force user in the resistance and he is oh gosh leading the, the first order right now it's not a terrifying thought at all um and so i think that they will definitely meet again and we will see them have to resolve at least some of their conflicts well, here's the crazy thing. Rey is now back in the Resistance. How is she going to explain everything that just happened in The Last Jedi to everyone else? Like, yeah. What is she going to say? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be hard for her to come back. It's like the Hades and Persephone myth. It's like when, she, when they return to the mortal world, it's like you can't, sorry, I'm getting a little too deep, but you people aren't going to understand where she comes from or like what happened in that in, in entirely. Yeah, I mean, like, at this point, Finn really doesn't even have any idea about her powers at this point. So she's got to explain that and what's happened with Kylo. And through Finn's arc of him becoming so much more um, entrenched and a part of the resistance, for him to find out that Rey had a chance to kill Kylo and didn't, like, I'm really curious to see how that's going to, what kind of tension that's going to bring between the two of them. Because I don't think he'll be okay with that. Yeah. What, uh, Alex, I'm going to go for you on this one. What do you think Kylo's arc looks like right now? Like, where do you think he's most likely to go? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I don't. I, I think he is redeemable because I think that's one of the messages of Star Wars. Messages of Star Wars is that like no one is too far gone. Yeah. I think that is the point of Darth Vader. I kind of don't see him being redeemed because he, it, it would be kind of too samey as Darth Vader, and I feel like he's had two chances now. Like, the climaxes of both films are kind of like, what's Kylo going to do right now? And he messed it up twice, and he turned the wrong way both times. So I just feel like he, that's the path he's chosen, and he's going to be dedicated to it. I could be wrong, but that's my, my best guess. Yeah. Well, you have two Force sensitives who say about him what Luke said about Vader. They oh, said, that's Tyler now. <laughs> <laughs> you up? <laughs> I'm not letting you know. <laughs> no no uh, shirtless sticks display here. Uh, yeah. um, but, uh, and I didn't Ray, think Disney did pornography. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you have both Leia in The Force Awakens believing that there's still good in him. And you have Ray say almost the same thing in The Last Jedi, and both times, he has that choice, he hesitates, he's torn, and then he chooses the dark side both times. So that is, I, I can see where you're coming from when you say yeah. that, that Ray might decide. I, I should say it'd be happy either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If redeemable, irredeemable, like I'm excited to see what he does. It's just I, every time I'm like, do, do the right thing, Kylo. If he's given a choice again, I'll be thrilled if he does the right thing. But No one's ever really gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the darker middle chapter. It, you're supposed to feel like the chips are down. This is supposed to be their lowest point um, because then the victory isn't going to feel as sweet in episode nine if, I mean, I guess you could have had a situation where Kylo, you know, like he actually went with Rey in episode um, eight, but 
I mean, it would have given us a completely different story for episode nine, but you know, third time's a charm. <laughs> and, and, and then that thing too, I mean, I think Vader had a lot of opportunities too to turn. I mean, when Padme confronts him on Mustafar, then uh, when Obi-Wan, and then when Ahsoka does too. And then he just chills as Vader for, you know, a long time. And then he's redeemed. <laughs> that very true. Oh, I got a question. All right, if Luke is, according to, I think, George Lucas and Lucasfilm, if Luke is the only person that could have possibly redeemed Darth Vader, who is that yeah. Kylo? Um, himself. Ooh. It's himself. <laughs> yeah. It's it, the whole, both of, like, it, it, the reason why Ray and Kylo are so similar is that they're both going on these personal journeys. And if all these chances are given to him from all these people that he cares about, right, or cared about at one point, from Kylo, it, the only way that he's going to have this realization is if it comes from within, himself. from himself. Yeah, he, I, I feel like he's really going for, I want power and I want to fix everything, and he offers what he thinks is a chance to Rey to join him in making things right, in a way similar to what Anakin did with Padme on Mustafar. And so I don't think he's in it as, as completely evil as we see Palpatine. I don't think he's quite reached that point yet. Is he completely sane? <laughs> but I don't think he's completely evil yet. I think the seeds are planted there, particularly in the dialogue from Ryan Johnson. Here's the thing. There would be no guarantee any of this is picked up by, and by no guarantee, I mean, probably not picked up by J.J. Abrams, um, because they seem to be ignoring each other when it comes to making this movie. Um, but, like, when it comes to the idea of the redemption of the possible redemption of Kylo, the the dialogue where, and I'm paraphrasing, because I don't remember exactly, is where Kylo's, is like, that what he did to Solo tore him apart, and it broke him. He's too weak, basically. That's the scene where, I, if, if he's redeemed, I would, like, I, I can see the only situation where I would be okay with him being redeemed, and again, I'm being that bad Star Wars fan of setting my own expectations, but would be if it's in poetically his own father who redeems him kind of from the other side. I think it's interesting because all, I mean, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, it's everyone telling Kylo who he is. Um, whether it's Snoke telling him he's too much like his father, or if it's Han saying he's too much like Snoke, or there's too much Vader in him, but we never see Kylo talk about himself. Um, and so he's never, I mean, what we get from extra canon, like the Last Jedi novelization, or even the Force Awakens novelization, is that everyone always talks about who they think he is, but I don't think Kylo ever felt like he got the chance to actually be Ben Solo. He was always burdened either by the legacy of Vader, or you know his family, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, all of that. Um, they all disappointed him in the end, and so now he has to figure out, I think that third movie will be him figuring out who Ben Solo actually is, and making that personal choice to not be Kylo Ren anymore. Yeah. So, what do you think Ray's role, Riley, will be in the Resistance? <laughs> what, like, where do you think we will see her in episode nine, when we start out? Yeah, she's, she's sort of, now she's the badass hero, right? Sorry, Ben. You've got a new, you've got a new hero in town. The uh, the move all the rocks and yeah. save the day. Yeah, it's, in fact, I can totally see Finn being a little jealous. Like his hero status is gone. He was very much relishing that. It's hard to say. It's um, it, I mean, I kind of it, it's her chewing the falcon. It's kind of a new. It's it's the full the horses and cats. I kind of this is her and now Finn and Poe's chance to really fully embrace that. You know, new three as the, as the heroes of the story. Yeah, I thought she, she's gonna be 
helps like trying to find help for the, res the resistance and also trying to figure out what to do with all these force towers. I think it I think it depends on what the time jump is. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I'm guessing that it'll probably be a, a couple years, three years or so. Maybe they overcompensate like 10 years. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> right now it's just been like one wacky weekend. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> like, jump a few yeah. years ahead, so maybe she'll have some trainees or something. Some broom boys? Yeah. Yeah. all the broom yeah, boys. Happy for that. I'm really hoping that there's not a big time jump between episodes 8 and 9. Um, both JJ and Ryan have talked a lot about how um, all of our characters are kind of focusing on this transition from adolescence to adulthood, and then also kind of Luke and his transition from, um, like, <laughs> life to death, um, but, and like what that means for him in the end of his life. But I think if we, um, if we jump too far ahead, we're missing a big chunk of that transition for them. So I'm hoping that not too much time has passed because there, there's a lot of intense things going on in this moment and I want to see all those emotions and relationships in this time period. I, I agree. Sure. <laughs> Alright. Caitlin, what kind of a role do you want to see Lando Calrissian taking in this movie? I want to... The thing is, I would love to see him with Leia. Um, I want to see how that would play out. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how that would work um, with what we know now about Leia's role. But I hope that he's. I don't know. I hope he's like got a lot of money now and is like, here you go, resistance, um, and like totally swoops in and helps uh, the resistance out. Sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get great role for him. Any of I, I mean, as a kid, kind of have to say that. Like, yeah. I really want to see him and Maz together. I think that that would be like yeah. a really interesting pair. I think they have some things in common that I think would be really cool to play off of. I like that. I really like that. I I know that in both Canon and Legends, he had kind of a droid company factory. So I could mm. see him swooping in and kind of helping the resistance. Yeah. Like maybe he's out in the outer rim somewhere, and he's going to be the one to give them help. Yeah. Some battle droids going. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Well, and I, I would, because of his, uh, I would love to see a shake where it's, he's really fully played up the legitimate businessman, and he's going to come in and financially save, and like maybe it's, a, maybe it's a droid army or fund the resistance in some way, and then we find out along the way that some of his business dealings may have been a little bit more sleazy, and that's where we can bring in the underworld more. Maybe. Like the pirate fleet. That's my ultimate dream. Like Star Wars yeah. I feel like it works. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has like a factory kind of like what was on Camino for the clones, but it's droids now. That'd be interesting. There is actually a Legends, or not Legends, a Lego short on YouTube you can find that it's a canon to me at least. <laughs> not, uh, but Lando is in Maz's castle hanging out with her. Yes. So, uh, I, I think that they definitely know buddies. each other. I feel like Maz knows everyone, so, and I think that's something that's so interesting about her character too, that like, I wish that we saw more of in The Last Jedi, but I understand that it just was a lot of characters, but at this point we have Maz who, I don't mean to go on a Maz tangent, but we have someone who, you know, <laughs> knows so many people, like clearly, like she's the one that told Ray first about, you know, her parents are coming back for her and everything so I feel like she is so wise and knows so much like I want to I want to know more of, of what she knows yeah. yeah I mean and she obviously knows 
Han and Chewie, and Lando's going to have to compete with Chewie yeah. for her attention. So <laughs> I wonder if she feels the same way about Lando as she does about the master codebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly so. And Chewie. And Chewie. Gets around. I wonder if, um, so I know that uh, the lightsaber was definitely destroyed. But, yeah. Do you think Maz could provide her with another lightsaber? Or build her own? I, my favorite headcanon is I want Rey to fix that lightsaber, but it's blue and like craggly, like Kylo's, so they're parallels of each other even more. Molly, what do you think? I want a double-bladed. Double blade yellow. Yeah. I, I really tried hard not to go on a tangent, just adding tons of like fan fiction pictures to this, like the dark side ray, the double bladed lightsaber ray. I had to restrain myself, but I like that. Yeah. So, nice friend. Where have they been? What are they even up to? Do we care? What, what, what do they even do? It's a great theater trip. <laughs> be reading way too much into things, but they're just like, I like that, I like that they were kind of dark side, I don't know, fanatics, but they didn't have any powers, and it sounds like they were, the Knights of Ren were a thing for a while, and Kylo came along. Is that what gets more into, like, the, the collecting side of things, like, trying to get all the old Sith packs? Yeah, kind of, they, they, they went into that in Aftermath, but that was, like, Acolytes of Beyond, and I was just kind of like, maybe they turn into the Knights of Ren, and then Kylo comes along, and they're like, fanatics for the dark side and they're like clearly we're going to follow this dude that mm -hmm. he's uh, Darth Vader's grandson so I think it would be cool if they were not force users but just very formidable warriors that like they'd be good adversaries for Finn and Poe and the non-Jedi and I also love the idea of Carrier Missile being one of them yeah are they gonna are do you think that they're fellow students from Luke's temple I know that that, that did, yeah yeah that's what really threw a wrench in all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they, they very well could be like the handful that he took away. That would be interesting. Yeah, I, maybe that's one reason why poor Kylo feels like he will never be as strong as Darth Vader, to quote Ray. Because the acolytes follow him because he's the grandson, you know? Kylo is a fanboy and then Kylo has fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> So we have our other three heroes. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Um, I want to see from the panels of these three 
is Finn your favorite character? Yeah. In the audience of these three. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love them all. Uh, of these three, is Poe your favorite character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then of these three, is Rose your favorite character? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, Finn and Rose. Do you think they're gonna stay? No. As. Rose. There's a part of me that kind of wonders if Rose just did that to like distract him and save him, and then five minutes later she's like, yeah, no, I didn't mean it at all. Yeah. Yeah. He had to like, he might file a workplace harassment. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a conversation. <laughs> I just want them all to be happy, and however it ends up, I, I'm for all of it, honestly. I just want them all happy. Yeah. I, mean, I think that'll still get along as friends. I don't think yeah. there's anything more to yeah. it. Yeah. Although you notice well, in this picture, it's Finn and Poe touching. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Well, I mean, my probably my favorite part of the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi is Poe and Finn meeting and becoming best buds. Yes. I love their escape yes. from the start so of Joyer and like just all their yelling like, did you see that? I saw that. Like, yeah, we're best friends now. Like, I just want to see them in nine and like take on the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, they're wearing their jacket, they're sharing their yeah. Roy. He sewed that jacket for Fit and Poe did. I mean, that's, that's, that's intense. <laughs> some of the most, uh, the, and, uh, the dialogue between them is some of the most like original trilogy ever. It's yeah, just like, so I need a pilot, you know. It's just the, oh, the and humor you, and yeah. Poe's like, oh, you're going to use me? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Like, he's on board. I'm sure there's some clip out there with the I need a pilot, but the to the I need a hero song. Where do you guys think that you'll see Poe in this film? What will be different about him? Or what direction do you think he'll take? Trying to figure out the leadership of the resistance, probably. I have some concerns. <laughs> I think that there's not a lot said about the fact that Poe changes the quote of Haldo in The Last Jedi from, okay, so the quote is, I'm gonna get this wrong, but um, we are this, the spark that will light the fire that will restore the, the Republic. And then Poe changes it to light the fire to burn the First Order down. One is very positive and the other is extremely <laughs> aggressive. And I think that, I just wonder what kind of Poe we're going to see in Nine because that quote is just, it's really fascinating to me and it's something I think about a lot in regards to the next step for Poe. Yeah, I mean it is kind of concerning because you see Poe at the beginning of The Last Jedi and so many of his friends and his people were killed and he made that choice to make that sacrifice. And I mean, whether you're completely on his side, completely on Admiral Holdo's side, somewhere in the middle, that's, that has to be difficult for him. And then to have what went down with Admiral Holdo go down, and the fact that she then sacrificed herself to save them all from what wound up being a mistake on his part in terms of trusting the evil sibling dude whose name I'm blanking on. <laughs> DJ. Thank you. Yeah, DJ. Uh, and so... I think that he could take that 
and follow more in Leia's footsteps and become a much more mature leader, or he could take that and begin to hate everything about yep. the First Order and everything about Kylo. Be really mad at Rey for not yeah. killing him. Yeah. Be really mad at, at Luke for not actually just coming back fully. You know, and, and that would be that would be a concerning direction, but also an understandable one for to take. One that I hadn't fully considered until. Oh, yeah, I think, I think just really rely on Leia's story and it's obvious that Poe respects her a lot and trusts her, and it's obvious that she sees the potential in him. So I, I, I really hope that Leia can help coach him into becoming the leader that I think there's a potential for there. Yeah. What about what about Finn? Where does Finn go? Like this is he's 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 the one character arc where, where at the end of the movie I didn't really have like burning questions about him. It's sort of like his his chapter weirdly closed in a way of a movie where every other character there are these huge question marks. They set him up for like a really cool like death scene and something last night. I thought they were going there too. Yeah. No, I started, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did. I love Finn. <laughs> Uh, and then he was like, you would have expected it. <laughs> what, if, what if they readdress the issue of him being a converted stormtrooper and yep. yeah. maybe he can somehow help other stormtroopers convert? Stormtrooper Rebellion is like maybe my number one wish <laughs> up there with Kylo Redemption, but I think that it's like those things are really hand in hand for me. Oh my god, I need it. I think that would be super unique to Star Wars, something mm -hmm. we haven't seen before. Yeah. I think it'd be yeah. really cool. Well, and they kind of the seeds to it in The Force Awakens. You see the, the, the first time we actually incur sympathy for a trooper. Yeah. You see the blood on the helmet first, and then we're introduced to a stormtrooper with a face. And the deleted yeah. scenes from The Last Jedi as well, where <laughs> yeah. they know each other and they're friends. They have a really, like Finn has relationships with people in the First Order. Yeah, and the stormtroopers yeah. kind of question Phasma at that, in those deleted scenes. The, the seeds are there. Yeah. It's planted. I mean, I would not be a huge fan of having Phasma as my boss. As cool as she is as a bad guy. Yeah, I don't really know I would want her as the boss. Cardinal would have been way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what about what about Rose? Because I I think that uh, I think Rose may have actually been correct, and I and I heard great arguments from both sides on should she have let Finn destroy it, or should she have saved him as she did? And I'm kind of torn between the two, but I, I think that she's really matured as a character, and I'm very curious to see, especially with like so few people in the Resistance left, freaking yeah. one ship. Uh, that's what kind of role she plays in the resistance. I mean, we've already seen her at the end of The Last Jedi. She's the one that's reporting back on like what all equipment and ammunition they have. She reports back to Poe. So I think she's going to move into a very high leadership position. And I hope she's in charge of like the Armada and what all they actually have. Um, like whatever maybe they're getting from Lando and that kind of stuff, that she's overseeing all of that because Lando or um, because Poe has now kind of moved into more of a like a higher leadership role, like with Leia or something like that. Yeah, but you still need good tactical leaders, and I, I feel like she might be pretty well qualified for that kind of leadership. Yeah, and her whole thing with like not fighting what she hates, thinking what she loves, I think that's something that the resistance is going to really need. 
I, I think she's going to be more of a moral compass than yeah. anything. Mm. She could be that counter to Poe if he's going in the more extreme route of like, they kill them at all costs, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, where does the resistance go from here? Our, our small band of, very small band of heroes. All 13. <laughs> a block party, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go, I think they're gonna go to the outer rim and hopefully meet Lando and try to get some help. Yeah. They need help. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I know Oscar Isaac said in an interview that they'll definitely be playing a more gorilla style role of warfare, uh, but I also think that after what we saw with Luke, um, that was obviously footage or knowledge of that fight got out there somewhere because we saw it hinted that there was an impact galaxy-wide, that people somehow knew of that. Uh, some some star trooper back there would be like, I'm just going to film this on my cell phone. <laughs> and so I think that because we see that, they may grow a lot more rapidly than we think. So we see them in a moment of extreme peril. Like they're, they're on the brink of extinction, I think, and would have been without the actions of uh, the heroes, particularly Ray in this case, who enabled them to actually escape. And the Silver Foxes, yay. Um, yeah, I, I think that we may see them more rapidly grow because if they can win the people over and show the people that there's hope, then I think their number can grow. I think that was the implication of Luke and his actions, that his story is spreading and that, again, if they have a significant time jump, I mean, the resistance can be however good they want it to be. Yeah. Uh, Matt, for this next question I'll ask the panelists, but can you have people start lining up for your questions? Just come see Matt and line up down the middle. Uh, for the panelists, starting down at the end, what is the one thing you hope to see in episode nine? Redemption. Redemption. Kylo Ren Redemption, hands down. It's Kylo Ren Redemption for me, too. I don't even know. Obviously, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I want to see Kylo Ren like, really blow us away with some force power. I, I'll say, yeah. I, I have one thing I don't want to see. I okay. don't want to see Starkiller Base 2. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if they don't do that, I'll kill you. <laughs> Okay, and Riley? Um, I'm going to double down on the on the previously mentioned and now headcanon uh, Force Ghost reunion because I just like the idea okay, of yes. Obi-Wan being super salty that he's had to hang out with the other for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah, Same. Yeah. I, I want to see um, more answers for Luke Skywalker's story. Yeah. Um, and then for the first question, and let's try to keep these pretty rapid fire. Um, Molly and Alex, I heard you guys on Steel Wars a few weeks ago when you were out in San Diego. Uh, I didn't know you were locals, so that was really cool. Um, in general, uh, you, you, we haven't really been talking about characters, but um, what do you guys think the MacGuffin's going to be like? What, what's going to be the thing to defeat? Uh, I was thinking that maybe uh, along the lines of uh, uh, Kylo wanting to tear it all down some kind of like, I'm taking the whole galaxy out, just go big, I don't know, and, and some, I don't know, but yeah, totally, totally, but, but like, what what do you guys think the, the, the goal is going to be for the bad guys and the good guys to defeat? Wipe out half the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kylo's going to, you know, take out the Rey. 
Honestly, I kind of hope it's a little more intimate and personal because this is the Skywalker saga and it's about yeah. the Skywalker family and I'm just yeah. not a big fan of super weapons, so I hope they don't yeah. <laughs> delve too much into that. Uh, but I, I guess I hope it's more a small MacGuffin. Okay. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> Next question. So, so far in all of the newer movies, uh, a major character from the past has died and that's been one of the bigger things in each movie. So who do you think it will be in the newest movie? Leia, Chewie, maybe? When they first talked about how they were going to be reusing footage from of Leia from The Force Awakens, I kept seeing all around Twitter people talking about um, like a, another message on R2 for like Kylo and Rey from Leia at the end of her life, which is very sad. But I think I think probably Leia. Honestly, mm -hmm. she's gonna live. Aww. I think Poe. <laughs> I could see that after Ooh. this conversation we just had. Yeah. I don't think they'll kill Chewie. No. I think no. He's, I'm gonna, yeah. he's marketable. And he's a guy. <laughs> he can survive. The lifespan of a Wookiee is hundreds of years. He can be in every Star Wars movie from now on. Yeah. <laughs> we need more Chewie plushies in our lives. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Uh, so, last guy is one of my favorite film of all time. I love Ryan Johnson. I think he's brilliant and illustrious. And a couple of days ago on Twitter, he confirmed that it was his original plan to actually make Kylo Ren bald in The Last Jedi. And I think that's a missed opportunity. Do you think that JJ will rectify this mistake and actually make Kylo bald in episode 9? Hashtag make Kylo bald up. Sorry, no. You know that, that JJ loves his sweet prince, so it's not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Those luscious locks are here to stay. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the Kylo like hair flipping. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the I mic, but it's wish. expensive. I <laughs> think <laughs> that's all that, yeah. Next question. Please ask a question. Okay, speaking of someone who liked Last Jedi, you think there's going to be, oh, I didn't love it, but. <laughs> Everything with Flash Jedi, where it's pretty clear that going into this trilogy was very based, based off a movie by movie basis, even though each movie sets up a lot of stuff, none of them are standalone. So, is, is there anything in particular from Last Jedi that Ryan set up that you think JJ will abandon or rectify? Or is there anything you think he will keep? <laughs> I mean, Ryan or JJ has said that he wished that he had written the Last Jedi. So like he loved it so much. Yeah, I think he liked it a lot. So I think I think he'll keep most I, of it. And I I do think he'll keep some of it. But we also did have the changing of directors and the changing of writers. And JJ yeah. is involved in rewriting the script. So I I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know. If maybe he didn't like call it Trevorrow's vision of it as much. Or maybe if he wanted to change some things from The Last Jedi, but we will see some changes, but I don't know if we'll ever know what those changes were. This next question will have to be the last. Oh no, I feel like I have a lot of questions. So I know politics in Star Wars is always contentious, but we never really saw any fallout with the destruction of the New Republic. Do you think we'll get any more explanation of what the consequences are for that from Force Awakens? And if so, what does a uh, rule under the new First Order look like? Complicated. Yeah. I, I think we'll see some of the fallout, but I, I think that these movies have been very Skywalker focused and they have been very personally focused. So I, I think to some degree they're relying on us to understand the entire political structure of the Republic was destroyed and that's going to cause a massive amount of chaos. It's going to cause a power vacuum and it's going to cause a a lot of disturbances around the galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, and that wraps it up. Thanks. Thank you.